1: At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during that time, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone keypad. I would now like to hand the conference over to your speaker, Mr. Michael Stoner, Director of Investor Relations and Business Development. Please go ahead, sir.
2: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on the call. Um, I am joined this morning in North American time by Andrew Ray, our CEO, Graham Crew, our COO, Paul Thompson, our CFO, and Peter Sporo, who's the head of growth and exploration. Um, with that, I will hand over to Andrew to kick off today's call.
3: Thank you. Thanks very much, Michael. And um, likewise, good afternoon, good morning, um, wherever you are. Uh, If we go to slide four in the presentation, and there you've got a brief reminder of where the business is located in the Ashanti Belt in Ghana, the focus that we'll talk through today's presentation, and a reminder of the guidance, key guidance headlines for 2020. Um, Moving on to slide five, where... You can see there the key headline numbers that we reported for Q1 this morning, and those are broadly in line with our expectations for the quarter, and put us firmly on line to meet guidance as we go through 2020. Um, in terms of the key area of activity, certainly over the second half of the quarter, I think, probably as with all businesses everywhere with COVID-19 and I'll say a little bit more in a moment about how we've been dealing with that and the impacts on the business. In terms of the assets themselves, WASA had another strong quarter in terms of volumes with an average underground delivery of just over 4,300 odd tons per day, um, slightly lower grade sequentially. Um, But with the volume, we delivered ounces in line with our expectations for the quarter. Um, Graham will give a bit more detail, but um, we'd expect the grade then to be ahead of where it was in Q1 over the balance of the year. So I think we're well set for 2020. But WASA, good to see operational costs as well continuing to be very well managed, uh, that operation, which helps drive the free cash flow generation. We had a mine operating margin of around $23 million over the quarter, and something Peter will talk a little bit more about, but uh, further significant growth in the resource space there, which is encouraging. At Prestaia, really the focus continues to be on setting the asset up for the longer term, both uh, with the second level we're bringing in, 17 level, where there's a lot of work going into development. The infrastructure um, and to getting the right people there over time so that we've got the right mining complement to bring that online later in 2020. And at the same time, on 24 level, continued to focus on setting up both the northern and southern stopes there to give ourselves a little bit more flexibility. Over the first quarter, we were short of all with the main stop that was planned, the S13. Hung up and relatively few tons, so really focused on most of the production coming from a single stoke over the quarter. Um, in terms of the other point, that page, sustainability, um, you know, that continues to be a focus. Um, through the recent period over the last couple of months, uh, we've been doing a lot of work in terms of assisting the local communities in terms of health initiatives, and that's been based on both the ongoing corporate work, but also uh, personal donations from management and the board. And then as a company, we've contributed in industry-wide efforts in country to support some of the testing facilities with financial assistance to help the testing regime in Ghana. Moving on to slide six, um, I mentioned that we made a fair bit of progress on the 17 level setting that up. But um, to be honest, that was somewhat overshadowed in the quarter by the fatality that we suffered in March with the loss of a colleague. Um, we've made, I think, a lot of progress uh, overall as a business and at Presta in terms of a number of safety initiatives. But I think this has shown us that we've still got a lot more to do and we'll redouble our efforts in that respect. I think more broadly on our various CSR initiatives, it's pleasing that most of those were able to continue uh, with some modifications with the current COVID-19 situation, but we were able to continue most of those um, and help further build those relationships with our host communities. On the next slide, on slide seven, we um, we've communicated during the quarter some of the initiatives that we've taken with respect to the challenges posed by COVID-19, really with the first aim of protecting the health of our employees and um, also those that are in our host communities, and then through that ensuring business continuity. Uh, We acted quite early in terms of putting those plans that we had developed from previous Ebola outbreaks in West Africa. And we put those in practice early in the year, both at a site level as well as a corporate level. Um, And that pandemic management plan has um, been evolving as we've gone through the last couple of months. There's been a lot of good coordination with the authorities who've been very supportive in Ghana and um, shown uh, good but sensible determination to help keep the industry operating and with the local communities as well. Uh, We've done a lot of contingency planning quite naturally over that period because the threat remains very real. Ghana is uh, behind in terms of evolution of the spread of COVID-19 when you compare it to either North America or most of Europe So, we don't yet know how the situation will evolve, so ensuring that we keep all of our measures fully operational. A lot of communication, um, internally, externally, with all of our stakeholders. And I'm pleased to say at this point, uh, we obviously have some inconvenience, some logistical challenges, but no material impact on the business, and obviously, we will do everything within our power to ensure that that remains the same. Um, With that I'll hand over to Graham who's going to talk in a bit more detail about the operations. Graham.
4: Thanks Andrew. Um, So with that moving on to slide nine and
5: and talking more specifically about WASA. um, You know I think that COVID-19 certainly over the second half of the quarter, it was certainly something that was occupying uh, you know our, our attention and um, and the you know managing those controls that Andrew talks about and and you know we 've certainly um, stepped up all of our um, screening and um, social distancing uh, you know people that we can have working from home. this is not just true of wasa but right across the business so um, you know there 's been a lot of thought and planning go into that um, with that happening, um, WASA, as Andrew mentioned, you know, continued to show the kind of flexibility and robustness of that operation. Um, um, you know, Mining rates still continuing to increase, um, over 4,300 tonnes a day, as Andrew mentioned, um, and still firmly on track um, to meet the guidance for the year. Uh, I guess, pleasingly, the key projects that we um, had over this year, so significant investment going in this year uh, continue. Um, we've flagged some potential impacts with those, but it's pleasing to see that those are progressing and, and remain on schedule um, at this point in time. And just some of the highlights, just to remind people, I guess, on the, the um, you know the, the growth at Wassa. Um just looking there on slide nine at the you know the extent uh, of the inferred resource, which Peter will talk more about when we when we talk about the resource um update but um you know it's a it's an amazing system with with a lot more potential when um when we get the chance to to really study it um so yeah so i guess the, the phase one growth um, is really about utilizing the decline capacity we have and um, extending the information in front of us to, you know, to push down the decline, open up more levels, get those drilled off, um, you know, to be able to optimize the, the the production of panel two where we're we 're really just getting started now and, and onto panel three, and then you know the the second phase of growth, really understanding the that southern extension zone and how we can optimize the operation. You know, looking at shaft and trucking options and so on um, to utilise the the, um, production capacity we have there with the processing plant. Um, You know, almost almost double what we're doing now in terms of underground production. So moving on to slide ten, just a quick update on some of the projects that I that I briefly mentioned. The Payskill plant is you know probably one of the biggest projects happening. Um, at Wasser at the moment, and you know, pleasing, pleasing that um, that is progressing on on schedule um, and cost. And you know, even even with the challenges of COVID-19 coming in the second half of the quarter, uh, we did flag earlier earlier in the year that we had some equipment coming out of China. Um, that equipment is in transit, um, which means that the schedule is still intact for that project, which is pleasing. And you can see from the photographs on that slide that um, it's continuing to progress um, uh, as we speak today, so it's a really good progress um, on that and just just a reminder it's an important project um, I guess the key benefit of that project is improving our um, extraction percentage um, and essentially enables us to extract a hundred percent of the ore body as we as we go forward. And, um, we're looking at ways to recover some of the pillars and et cetera that we've we've had to leave up to date. Um, the electrical upgrade also another key project goes hand in hand with the um, with the pace bill um, and also pumping upgrades as well so you know quite a lot still going into Wasser in terms of investment. Um, moving on to slide eleven and just having a look at some of the production um, you know, as, as we mentioned, continuing to see um, improved production um, in terms of ore tons coming out of Wassa. Um, you know, without a, a lot of increase in terms of equipment and so on. So, you know, we're just talking about incremental optimizing um, of the operation as we go. Um, in, in terms of the grade, um, a little bit below expectations on grade for the quarter, and um, really just a, an artifact of where we're mining some of the um some of the hanging wall stokes, which was the the um the, the bulk of the production through quarter one for wassa and um, a bit of a miss on schedule wise with with one high grade stoke in the quarter so we certainly expect to see that um, that grade coming out and we've seen that grade um coming up through this quarter um, with that, we also um, we also made the decision in the quarter to start um, start uh, processing some of the low grade stockpiles we've got remaining from the open pit. Um, really, the last the last of the low grade stockpiles, but with the um, with the gold price, we saw it as an opportunity to uh, to utilise the milling capacity, and um, pleasing to see that you know with a little bit of that material starting to come into the production plan. the recovery still holding up um, very strongly, so um, you know seeing
3: consistent
5: uh, performance out of the processing plant and um, uh, you know as andrew as Andrew mentioned, even you know a bit of a miss on grade at Wassa we continue uh, we continue to meet production expectations and and um, and make cash so. Yeah, you know, really, really good to see the um, the progress of the team and the performance there. Uh, moving on to slide twelve, um, just just looking at some of the uh, cost metrics there, um, really just in line with the with the production. Um, but again, as Andrew mentioned, um, pretty pretty tightly contained. And, and you know, if you look at the mining cost of thirty two dollars a tonne, when you uh, when we're starting to get the sort of volumes that we we're looking to see at Wasa, um it's pleasing to see that those um, those mining costs are, I'd say would be competitive anywhere um, so so yeah good performance from a cost perspective at Wasa. Um and as I mentioned earlier that um, you know delivering cash with significant investment still going into you know, extending development, getting declines down, pace plant, electrical upgrade, um, pumping system, etc. So um, some good progress there at Wassa over the quarter. Uh, Moving on to slide 14 and talking about Prestia. And, you know, as Andrew mentioned, um, you know, he would be seriously remiss not to, not to, you know, remember that we, we had the loss of a colleague there um, over the quarter, um, and it does it does highlight the challenges um, that we have in that operation and the work that um, is remaining to do. And you know we're very much in in um, providing support um, to the family and and to those people that were affected by that. so um, but in terms of in terms of where we're at with Prestia, in terms of progress, of two very clear elements of the plan, uh, 24 level, um, working through the recommendations there. Um, probably slightly behind where we'd like to be in terms of improvement there. Um, we are now developing um, stops North and South, which will, you know, in um, late in this quarter into into the second half, start to improve flexibility on 24 level. We're still really constrained. Um, as Andrew mentioned, we had a had a problem with one stope early in the quarter, or actually late in quarter four, that uh, that came through, um, continued through quarter one, and um, you know all of your production then is, is hinging on one stope for the quarter. Um, at uh, 17 level, uh, definitely making good progress there, getting um, getting the development in place to start the long haul open stoping. Um, just outside of the quarter but in you know, recent weeks we've had the uh, the truck turn up on site and got that underground um, so that will help improve the um, the development rates and the productivity in 17 that being said um, we started doing some ore development during the quarter so we're we're um, into the ore development in 17 level um, getting being a captive level getting um, a maintenance workshop area set up getting the ventilation set up so progressing well with setting up 17 level for long haul open stoping a um, little bit impacted uh, with um, some of the equipment that we've purchased coming out of Europe um, so some some minor delays on equipment there so just assessing you know where that leads us later in the year with um, the long haul stoping. Um, really coming into into the plan in quarter four so
4: um yeah that's that's really the the summary on on um prestia moving
5: on to slide 15 um really just kind of backing that up in in terms of numbers um you know sort of disappointing production given given the stoke availability issues that we had with s13 and then dilution um, coming into um, s14 as we as we get 24 level um, set up um, still supplementing a little bit of um, open pit oxide material um, to support the plan there at Prestier, but that's really the, the last of that material a um, little bit coming out in in uh, this quarter but then then um, really up to the underground to to deliver um moving on to slide uh, 16 the cost really reflective of the volume um the one thing i would say about the all-in sustaining cost you know you're seeing you know a lot of the cost of setting up 17 level um coming through and um you know with with the production not being quite where we want it to be that you're seeing you're seeing both of those things come through and. In the all-in sustaining costs, so you know we're still we're still working to improve flexibility on 24, and then get 17 level um, set up for long haul open stoking in the in the second half of the year. Um, With that, I'll hand over to Paul to talk about how that uh, comes out in the financials.
6: Great, thank you, Graham. Um, If we just turn to slide 18 for the financials. Solid quarter. Um, you can see in terms of gold revenue, the average realized gold price is 14.77, so that's 18% up in terms of year-on-year and 5.5% quarter-on-quarter. This is offset by lower production volumes, as we've just gone through, and a shipment deferral. In terms of the shipment deferral, this is one of the impacts of COVID-19, so like many of our peers, um, commercial flights were cancelled, so it then caused issues in terms of transporting dory to refining facilities. So at the end of the quarter, we had um, about 4.4 thousand 4, ounces of gold, which was produced but wasn't actually booked to sales. So um, it was actually transported out pre quarter end and then recognised in sales post quarter end in April. So the impact of that was about 6.2 million on revenues and cash, 2.5 million impact on EBITDA, and then um, a 3.4 million increase in terms of working capital. As a consequence of that, as has been alluded to, um, there, there, was, there was an impact in terms of the um, as reflect between the difference in the per annum sold and produced. In terms of when this will unwind, it's obviously going to unwind as soon as commercial flights get back on track again post-COVID-19 restrictions and our actual refining starts paying gold or gold at the mine site pickup point as opposed to on delivery at the refining facility. It's turning now to EBITDA and adjusted EBITDA, so we can see that in the quarter, we had EBITDA of $18.5 million. There were uh, two primary adjustments here, so we did the gain in the financial instruments of $4.1 million. so that breaks down into two components, so you've got the gain on the convertible debenture of $3.7 million, and then there's a $0.4 million gain in terms of the hedges. These are zero-cost callers that we have in place. Um, the other expenses of 2.7 million, which are essentially one-offs um, in terms of severance, we had, the, we had a contribution to the Chamber of Mining in Ghana, as mentioned by Andrew earlier, in respect of the COVID-19 efforts. And then we also had the change in the rehabilitation calculation following changes in interest rates and discount rates used to prepare that calculation. One thing from an accounting perspective to highlight is there's, um, in terms of the EPS and the adjusted loss per share, which is, of course, a non gap measure, um, in terms of how the adjustment was prepared historically and previously, um, this has actually been changed now. So it was decided that it was more appropriate to actually exclude some of the adjustments which were made historically, specifically in relation to the share-based compensation costs and the total income cost. So, this means that these are not adjusted for as one-off items in these calculations. So, um, it's been – we've obviously restated these and they're non-GAAP measures, but it's really important to note that there's no impact in the consolidated statement of comprehensive income, the balance sheet, or the cash flow statement itself. Um, if we turn to slide 19 now, um, We've got the cash flow here. So we started the quarter with um, just over $53 million and ended the quarter with $42 million, so a movement of $11.5 million. Um, when we exclude the impact of the working capital movement and one-off costs, the business was broadly cash neutral. So um, of the $11.5 million working capital, of uh, sorry, of, of the 11.5 million moving in the cash, we have 9.8 million, um, which is attributed to working capital, and then we have one-off costs of 1.8 million, which are uh, broadly 0.9 million of salaries, 0.6 million of other one-off costs, and then our office relocation from Toronto to London, as I'm sure you're all aware of, which was completed in April. So within the working capital movement of the 9.8 million, we have had a bit of a rollover in terms of accounts payable from Q4 2019. So that was um, a total cash outflow of 3.7 million, and then we had with uh, an inventory build-up of approximately 5.2 million, and that relates to the gold in terms of that 4. 4,000 ounces, which wasn't actually sold and booked as revenue at the quarter end. There's also um, an increase in some of the other inventories there on hand in terms of um, maintenance type provisions, and this is in relation to risk in action with reference to COVID-19. Um, overall, the cash and the net debt following the adjustment for the impact of the shipment would have been $48 million and uh, positive cash and then net debt of $59.2 million respectively. Looking forward, we've got the Macquarie principal repayment, which commences in June this year, which is $5 million a quarter. And then the other uh, point of note in terms of our balance sheet position is the convertible debenture, which is not due to be repaid until August twenty twenty one and with that, I'd like to hand over to Peter in terms of exploration
7: and geology Thank you, Paul.
2: Okay, thank you. Um, over the past two years, our exploration efforts have really been focused on on growing the water and pristine underground all bodies beyond the limits of their reserves and beyond um, the measured and indicated resources. At Wata, we've uh, completed more than 71,000 metres of surface drilling over the last two years, primarily targeting extensions of the WASA ore body to the point now that we have total uh, resources of more than 10 million ounces, consisting of approximately 2 million ounces of measured and indicated and 7.1 million ounces of inferred underground resources. That surface drilling uh, at Wassa it was completed in 2019. Uh, At that point, uh, the Wassa system had been defined over two and a half kilometres of strike length and to 1.5 kilometres of depth, and still remains open to the south. However, going forward, uh, we plan to do infill drilling on these southern extension areas and the inferred resource um, using our mine geology team doing this from underground drilling. And, and uh, as part of our strategy going forward, the exploration group themselves will focus on a shift to in-mine and near-mine targets, both at Wasser and Pristia, targeting extensions to parallel, targeting extensions to these systems, and also to parallel loads that are adjacent to the existing infrastructure. And what we're targeting there is to try and provide uh, the biggest short-term impacts to our operations. By taking advantage of the latent mill capacity, especially at Wassa, especially where we see additional potential for uh, hanging wall and foot wall zones uh, parallel to the B Shoot main ore system. At the same time, the strategy is that we are developing a strategy to develop our exploration and development pipeline uh, in the search for new discoveries within our Ghana regional HPB properties. Uh, as well as identifying expir- other exploration properties for joint venture and acquisition. Uh, in Q1, as you can see from the slide, we completed and, and published the December 29 mineral resource and reserve update. We commenced our in-mine exploration drill programs at Wassa and Prestia, ex- uh, targeting extensions to the uh, known zones at Prestia, and also targeting parallel zones to the main bee chute at Wassa in the footwall regional desktop evaluation work also started uh, on historical data on the and hvb properties and that's was still ongoing at the end of the quarter and will continue for the next couple of quarters um, however we suspended field activities in quarter one uh, 2020 uh, due to the COVID situation uh, and we'd probably expect to recommence those activities sometime in q3 uh, next slide please slide 22. Uh, in terms of the mineral uh, reserves and resources update, I guess the key things to highlight uh, from this slide are the significant increase uh, in the reserves uh, at Wassa, 228,000 ounces, bringing total underground proved and probable mineral reserves to 889,000 ounces at 3.72 grams per tonne. Uh, this increase is a result of focusing uh, resources and capital development. Um, on the hanging wall exploration decline, putting in drill platforms, and then drilling more than 45,000 metres last year um, on definition infill drilling. The aim of this drilling was to continue, and the aim is to continue pushing this underground resource definition drilling at WASA going forward with another 42,000 metres planned for, the, uh, for 2020. We remain on track to meet that target. And with the aim of that drilling to improve our geological and resource understanding going into 20 continuing in 2020 and 2021 for mining ahead uh, the second point from the slide really is uh, that um, the increase in measuring indicated inferred resources at Wester Underground uh, increasing 18 and 19 percent respectively this this upgrade uh, was due to more than 45,000 meters of drilling during 2019 going into the year end 29 December 29 resource uh, Inferred resources were by far the biggest change, increasing to 7.1 million ounces at 3.75 grams, with more than 60% of the drilling now at 100 meter spacing or less. Uh, as I said, the Wassa ore uh, body remains open to the south. And on the next slide, thank you, Michael. You can see uh, the, the footprint of the Wassa system i just point out a couple of things on this slide uh, the green blocks uh, in the image uh, the mines stopes uh, up to date the 2019 reserves are highlighted in the gray uh, gray panels uh, and the plan development is shown there as well as the exploration decline extending to the right hand side of the slide into the stippled box which contains the bulk of the inferred resource extensions that we're referring to and where the bulk of the drilling for the last uh, during 2019 was targeted um, and uh, to point out that the system was also open uh, below one uh, below one and a half kilometers depth, and uh, if you look at that uh, image we're also going to be targeting back, that up plunge underneath the currently mined areas and the year-end 2019 reserve blocks to see if the uh, deeper mineralisation extends back up to surface, and that will form part of our footwall drilling and uh, wildcat drilling programs over the next couple of years at at Wassa. <clears throat> um, I think uh, one point uh, important to note is that uh, during 2019, a lot of the drilling was taking the drilling from 200 metre space drilling. Uh, on the inferred resource extension area down to 100 meters um, some drilling at 150 but then significantly below 100 meters in the drilling um, the drilling plat- platform one thing we notice all the way through uh, what is the more drill holes we put into it the more metal we find actually in the deposit whether it's through parallel zones um, zones between drill holes that are on the very broad space exploration drilling um, or uh, extensions to uh previously known um zones so there's as as graham said in in his commentary the system is huge um, and uh, now endowment is greater than 10 million ounces and uh, we expect uh, the uh, system to continue to grow with time but as i said uh, going forward our targeting uh, targeting at from an exploration point of view will be in the hanging wall and foot wall adjacent to panel one and panel two those green blocks on the image trying to identify parallel zones easily accessible from existing infrastructure so where we can leverage off the latent capacity in the existing existing mill
4: thanks Michael next slide okay Uh, this
2: this slide just uh, aims to show uh, basically the go forward strategy for for exploration um, and I just wanted to, before we talk about the regional, uh, the regional stuff on the HPB pro- projects, which are the tenements in the southern or the, the uh, central part of the image on the right hand side, just want to talk to the Wassa brownfield opportunities. The yellow circle on the insect on the left hand side is the surface and underground footprint of the Wassa system. You can see there that it's uh, the 2.5 kilometres that we talked about on the previous slide. You can also see that, that is, um, and what's shown on the image is all of the surface soil sampling and auger sampling that has been undertaken on the Wassa ML. We still have another five and a half to six kilometre strike extent, which has been variously tested in history with shallower drilling. But use, using our understanding at WASA and the understanding that these high-grade systems have a shallow plunge, we, we expect to develop more targets with, with on, on the Wassa mining licence it, itself. And you can also see there that there's the SAC Corridor, the uh, left-hand gold arrow, uh, which is another set of pits on the northern end of that, which uh, we can also see a similar trend extending over about six kilometres width. And combined, there's at least 10 drill targets sitting on the property alone at Wassa. And then looking further afield, the red, the red line on the image is our ore road that extends 85 kilometres from Wassa um, plant all the way down to Father Brown. Uh, which was previously previously mined as an open pit, and it passes through uh, the the core of our properties, past a couple of uh, previously previous open pits at Chichueli and Benso, um, extending back up to to Lassa. On these properties, we've got over 45 kilometres of prospective greenstone belts. We have uh, collected over 20,000 soil and auger samples across these uh, properties, and really this these properties haven't had a good look or um you know a, um, a decent exploration budget for the past uh five to six years there's a lot of targets on this property that have uh not not had uh the appropriate amount of fuel testing so our focus uh during this covid um situation is that we'll be doing desktop work uh throughout uh q2 and into the beginning of q3 with the plan to start actually getting on the ground and putting some grab air core reconnaissance drilling into some of these targets in Q3 and beyond Um, so in summary uh, from the exploration point of view what's the reserves and resources have significantly increased uh, as has our confidence in the understanding of the system particularly in the uh, more uh, the more detailed drilling areas uh, the mine teams will continue to push the infill definition drilling to ensure that our reserves are significantly ahead of production. The focus going forward for the exploration team will be on brownfield in, in mine and near mine drilling on Wasser in the hanging wall and the foot wall, as well as these strike extensions near surface. And on our regional properties, we'll be continuing to do desktop work ahead of drilling programs in H2 2020. And with that, I'll hand it back to Andrew.
3: Thanks very much, Peter. Um, if we just go to slide 25 and we'll finish up on this slide. Uh, in summary, the focus very much remains for us on driving value through optimizing the existing assets and then, over time, looking to add to our asset base. Uh, at Wasser, I think, as Peter set out very clearly, significant growth there, and that's a 10 million ounce all-body now, and really, the focus is now on infrastructure investment, which Graham set out, I think, quite clearly. Better understanding that ore body with the infill drilling, Um, and then working out what is the optimal mining strategy as we go forward with the aim of bringing that value forward and making sure that asset continues to deliver and expand. At Prestea, it's embedding the operational improvements that we're working on on the existing mining level and then setting up that second level to really give us the scale there to work towards at the end of the year getting that asset close to or at cash flow break even and then positioning ourselves for 2021 for that asset to start making a real contribution to the business and that together then gives us a a strong platform to look to grow this business so with that i think well we'll stop the formal presentation i'll hand back um over for So, back to the operator. Thank you.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. We'll pause for just a moment to compile the Q&A roster. Your first question comes from the line of Justin Chan.
0: Hi, guys. Thanks. Uh, Just sorry. I took a sec to unmute myself. But uh, thanks for hosting the call. Uh, I hope all of you are doing well. Um, and uh, I hope things will ease up and i can uh, I can see some of you soon. Um, my first one's just on um, on the on the gray profile at WASA for the rest of the year. If you could give us any uh, sense of trends and then related to that on the on the open pit uh, stockpiled material, um, what are your expectations there at, at current gold prices and and I guess relative to the guidance you've put out. Um, what are the embedded expectations for that stockpiled material?
3: Um, thanks very much, Justin. Good to hear from you. I, I'll, I'll pass over to Graham in terms of the Wasa grade and the profile of the grade over 2020. I mean, in terms of the stockpile material, we have very much seen that these kind of gold prices is a good margin on that material. It's obviously slightly higher cost than run of mine underground material. But we'll use that to supplement the available capacity we've got in the plant. Um, we've got, Graham can correct me, but I think there's just in excess of 400,000 tons there. But we've been feeding through, looking to feed it through, now at around a 1,500 tons a day, subject to what other materials going through the plant. I and mean, what we don't want to do is impact the recoveries. And I think, as you can see um, so far, recoveries are pretty stable, and we'd expect that going forward. And we've seen that through April where we've stepped up the material. So, you know, that's really – it's at the margins, but it's incremental cash flow at sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars 1700 gold. It helps offset any small incremental costs or pressures we see through COVID-19. And, you know, it makes sense to take margin on that material now um but
4: over the ground in terms of the underground grade profile uh justin i hope you're all well as well um yeah in in terms of
5: wasa um you know really unchanged on the the guidance you know our average production over the years you know a bit over 4100 tons per day so slightly less than what we achieved in q1 um um, so you know you can sort of infer the grade from that you know we expecting the grade to be to be better and you know more more closely aligned to on average i mean obviously there's going to be some ups and downs but but on average more closely aligned to the um to the reserve grade um you know, which is now sitting at about three point seven so you know around the three and a half three point seven mark is what we
4: expect to see over the over
3: the year, okay perfect
0: thanks and uh, as a follow up on the stockpiles is is the guidance that you've given um, accounting for that stockpiled material if prices stay where they are or should should we think of that as you know that'll probably result in higher all in sustaining kind of relative to the the picture that you've the, the view of the world that's sort of reflected in, inherent in the guidance? No, yeah,
3: I, think, I wouldn't yeah, change. Well, if, you go. Sorry, Graham. I was going to say I wouldn't change the the guidance expectations. Um, you know, we knew this material was there. Uh, there are other probably a few swings and roundabouts as I mentioned with the current situation. So, um, you know, the, the sites shown themselves pretty adept at managing their cost profile. So I would, you know, for now assume guidance unchanged and we'll just review that as we go through the year and we see what the impacts are from all of the different forces that we're seeing at the moment but um you know we're well on track for the guidance range
0: gotcha yeah it was just uh um, i guess from a cash perspective it's it's certainly incrementally positive i was just trying to trying to make sure that i'm kind of backing out the numbers yeah. correctly um
3: yeah we can help with goes, that as we Once we've got a full quarter's worth, then, you know, because we we did it really as a at the end of Q4 just for a week to make sure that, um, you know, we could get the ounces at the cost we expected without disturbing anything else going on in the plant. So I think probably as Q2, if we've got a full quarter's experience, then we'll split it out, you know, and you can then, I think that will help to model what the impact could be over the rest of the year.
4: Gotcha. Um,
0: great, that's that's very helpful. And then just um, a couple more. One on, on WASA, just in terms of the longer-term kind of plan, um, what should we be thinking in terms of when to expect perhaps a, a new technical report or, or new mine plan or new outlook, etc.? Um, and in advance of that, will we kind of – is that medium-term profile perhaps going to – will we get some sense of the evolution of that? Maybe if the technical report takes a while. Um,
4: yeah, um, Graham, do you want to answer that one? Yep, certainly. Um, yeah, um, thanks, Justin. Yeah,
5: I think um, so. I had, a, a, had my VP tech services start um, in January, so um, that's been pretty busy getting up to speed. I was feeding him some work. In the background prior to that, but um, yeah, full time in January. So he's had he's had a lot to um, to get up to speed on. I guess the, the first the first thing is just looking at you know overall what what's our strategy for tech services. But we certainly expect that over this year we'll do a lot more work on on Wasa. And we, we've done some we've done some spreadsheeting work, but but in terms of um, you know updating that kind of strategic plan. Um, that's that's work that we'll do, you know, over Q3, and and um, yeah, and hopefully have something
7: towards the end of the year that we can share more broadly.
1: And your next question, okay,
7: thanks, comes...
1: Justin. Your next Sorry, question ahead, comes from James Huntington with Scotia Bank.
7: James, go ahead with your question. Your line is open.
1: All right, we will move to the next person in the queue. We have Heiko Heil with H.C. Wainwright.
7: Caller, please go ahead with your question. All right, you have Justin Chan back up for a follow-up question. Justin, can you hear me? Hello, Justin? Hi, sorry.
4: Hi. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello?
0: Anybody?
3: Yep, we can hear you.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, great. Sorry. I... Uh, I muted myself, so I don't know if I've started an unfortunate trend. But um, just uh, just one one more on the on on, um, on taxes. I was just wondering. Um, so the taxes coming through from Wassa, and it was a relatively large number before relative to the pre-tax. Um, just wondering on some guidance there. Is the best way to think of that just you know Wassa margins and, and apply the tax right there, or, or will that number relative to to pre tax profits start to normalize?
3: Paul, oh, do you want to take that one?
6: Yeah, it's a good question. Thank you. Um, I would say that
3: everything is
6: really all, all of our taxes for what obviously, because it's profit uh, generating, cash generating. So uh, we're not able to use the losses from Prestia against WASA. obviously. So we should just continue to use that profitability in line that uh, tax number in line with the profitability going forward. Okay.
4: And That's I
3: think um, those are was... the questions, sorry, Justin, that um, you've seen a it looks odd, particularly in this quarter, where obviously a loss at there, which is to a degree offsetting the operating margin that we're seeing coming through from Wasa. so. On a consolidated basis, you obviously get a very high effective tax rate, but purely a function of that being, you know, the applicable corporate tax rate to the operating profit that's
4: coming out of WASA. I think just going to
7: touch
6: to that as well, there... I was just going to say that we've obviously got all the capital allowances from the investment program, which will be offset as well going forward.
4: Okay, so um,
0: that's helpful. So, are there, I guess, are there any central costs that that do offset versus versus the tax at the WASA level?
4: Um, Sorry, just say that again, Justin. Are there any taxes yeah, at the level just, which will offset against WASA?
0: Yeah, I'm just wondering for the for the WASA I guess calculating tax from WASA, to what extent would for example your central exploration cost or or any of your other central costs be um applicable in calculating that rate?
6: Yeah. Well with that exploration cost, if it's done at WASA and within that footprint it'll be we will be able to use it there. Uh in terms of, you know, being that tax profit offset. So just in addition to that, we have got the sixty million of carry forward allowances released in the quarter. So, you know, for each site it means that you are able to offset those amounts.
0: Okay. Okay, perfect. Perhaps we can we can have a, another discussion at another time just about the, the minutiae of the calculation. Yeah, sure. so, okay, great. Thanks for thanks a lot problem. guys. Really appreciate it.
1: Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to ask a question, please press star one on your telephone keypad. And we do have Heiko Isle with HC Wainwright back up in queue. Your line is open, sir. If your
7: line is muted, please unmute. You can also pick up your handset if you're on a speakerphone. And we will clear that question and there are no other questions in queue at this time. Thank you very much,
3: operator. And um, both Heiko and James, if, if there were issues actually getting through, then give us a shout, if you can hear us, which hopefully you can, after the call, and obviously we can deal with those questions offline, same applies to anybody else. But thank you very much, everybody. Um, I hope everybody keeps safe and well, and look forward to speaking soon. Thank you.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude today's conference call. Thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect.